1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Are the Lakers now favorites to win the title? We're going to get to that. We still haven't even touched on the Knicks and the Heat. A lot to do today, but all right. Let, let's start. Are the Lakers now favorites to win the title, Jay? At this moment, would you say they're the favorites to win the title?
2: I still like Denver, but look, the, the, the Lakers have continued to prove people wrong. I, mean, I, I mean, LeBron James for last night twenty nine not wait oh yeah twenty nine wrote down twenty nine nine and six. A dude just has the damn heart of a champion. Man. Yeah, there, there's certain people that when you watch them play it's like they may not be the version of themselves that they were 10 years ago, but, damn, they're doing everything in their willpower to to get their team there. And what, what you're watching is we always say, well, when you surround LeBron James with shooters, that's ultimately the way they win. Well, this team, six games they've won, they've shot under 35% from the three-point line. So they're built off their defense. They're built off how their guards play and initiate their offense. They're built off their back line and they're built how they punish you in the paint, which sometimes you win games ugly. A lot of times this team wins games ugly. In the game last night where LeBron couldn't make a shot, they still found a way to win the game in the trenches. So it does make me believe, like we said before, Key said it earlier in the year. I started to come around towards it. You said it, Max, where it's like you believe. like yo, They have a legit chance to win a championship with these right pieces. They do.
1: Can't count them out, Key. And it's funny because maybe a lot of people would f- – favor whoever wins, Denver, Phoenix, against the Lakers? I'm not saying I would, but maybe a lot of people would. But at this moment, that's 2-2. So the odds that either team win that series are lower than that the Lakers win their series, right? It's one of the reasons the Lakers right now to win the West are plus 140, the Nuggets plus 185, the Suns plus 330.
2: Boy, we could really have a Lakers-Celtics... Ooh... I'd
3: rather see see the Sixers. I don't want to see the Celtics. Okay, you
2: can see the Sixers, too. Lakers-Sixers would be live, too. You you can see Lakers-Miami.
3: I don't want to see that. I want to see see the Sixers because I think the Sixers are just – it's just – I don't know. It's something about Embiid and Doc and Harden, the storyline. Denver – I mean, not Denver, the Celtics – there's no real storyline there. Other,
0: Celtics, other, than other than no storyline, Lakers-Celtics.
3: Other than 17 championships. Both 17 sitting on seven, 17. That's the only step. That's but a big that one. Line,
1: yeah. that, wait, who has the most championships ever? is. I, what? I'd,
3: rather, I'd rather see the Sixers because of the players. And I like Tatum and Brown. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they can't do their deal and, and smart and stuff. But when you think about, when you just think about Embiid up against AD you know what i'm saying James Harden who you know who's going who's going guard James it, it, you'll put you can put lebron on him like all it's just it's just one of those it's just a, a fascinating storyline to me I opposed agree. to the Boston 17 that's really all you can dig it out also, of is it also it also keeps
1: it also gives the lakers a chance to win 18 and boston no chance to win 18 that too. so i do like that i do that like too. that. that yeah. too
3: it's just a better storyline for me that's all
1: and also, though I hate both, I hate the Celtics way more than I hate the Sixers. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so the Lakers now favored to win the, in the in the East. By the way, Celtics as Jay you point out plus one sixty five. They have the best overall odds, followed by the Lakers and the Nuggets. Meantime, you know who doesn't have the best odds to win the title right now in the East? The Miami Heat, even worse than them. The Jay. Knicks, the New York Knicks don't seem to have the best odds to me. Listen to Julius Randall. After Jimmy Butler and the Heat's latest beating of the Knicks to go up three-one in the series, listen to Julius Randle after the game.
4: Just uh, maybe they want it more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to, you know, step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive. What
2: do you think Yo, about that? What, what about that tone makes me believe that Julius Randle? is one of the leaders of this team. What about it? Maybe they wanted more. You're damn right they wanted it more. That They wanted it more last night. Like, this, the, the whole thing that makes you believe in the Knicks was that they had, what did we just talk about LeBron James? A heart of a champion. It was their heart. It was their fight. It was their grit. They were the third-best rebounding team in the league. They got out-rebounded the last two games, right? Julius Randle had 11 shots in the first half. I'm sitting there watching the game, and Shaq said the quote of the day. He was like, yeah, this is is a good effort, but I can't have my best player give me good effort. I need to have my best player give me great effort. I got to have a 29-11 and first half. Like, I got to take – Ten more shots in the third quarter. Now I know he fouled out with three minutes and eight seconds left to go in the game, but my man took 13 shots for the game. You're telling me he took two shots in the second half, two shots? Like, and, and then you get that? I, I, I just that that's a big problem for this team. That's a big problem for the Knicks. And I, I get Jimmy Butler. He's gonna impose his will on the team. We have questions about Tom Thibodeau. Can you please play Evan Fournier just a little bit to give this team shooting from the outside? Mitchell Robinson has been nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. I understand that Jalen Brunson tweaks his ankle down the stretch. I I, I get it. But, like, that is your leader. That is one of your main faces of your franchise. Something doesn't feel right about it. Mm -hmm. I know the ankle injuries, but still, energy, mentality-wise, something doesn't
1: feel right. Right. Key, are, are you feeling that too cuz you could also hear that as look, he's just giving this team the, the truth, right? Like they they just playing like they want it more than us. We got to get our desire up, you know? Or do you no, hear it I, like I Jay? Don't,
3: I don't hear it like Jay. I just hear it as much like you say Max, um in the end they wanted it more than we did. We didn't we didn't give our maximum effort. We didn't do the things that we needed to do to win. I, that's the way I look at it. I'm not I'm not looking at it as that's my leader and he said that he shouldn't have said that. Now, what Jay did say, though, is I need more from him on the court. You can't have 11 attempts and then only two in the second half. Although you filed out, you didn't have those attempts. You didn't make the attempts before you filed out. And you certainly didn't do them after you filed out because you wasn't on the floor. But you need to do something on the floor. Okay, getting up to the podium and saying that or speaking to the media after the fact. I don't I don't take any problems with that at all. I don't. It's fine.
1: It does seem also like not only is this a Jimmy Butler's just better than the Knicks' best player and Brunson's been fantastic, but a coaching situation. Jay, right. Spolstra, as usual, looks like the better coach in the series. True or false?
2: I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the league not just the series, in the NBA, top three in the NBA. And by the way, you never, we never, ever question the mental readiness of the Miami Heat. We never do, right? This is a team that's undermanned, no Victor Oladipo, right? No Tyler Hero, and you got guys like Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, who are all stepping up, making Kyle Lowry's playing out of his mind, and they're just... Executing every possession. By the way, that's the Knicks' calling card: their ability to execute and fight you and beat you up. But
1: Jay, the Miami Heat are
2: beating them at their own game. Demoralizing
1: when you lose. They're your beating own them
2: game. at
3: their yeah. own game. Hey Jay, but are the Miami Heat really under man? They they up three well, one. Are they really under No, man? I mean, I mean
2: <laughs> uh, apparently not. Apparently, but like maximizing, like your talent key, like that's what Eric Spoelstra and the Heat are great at doing. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling before, I, I know we, you guys, kind of like, yeah, I never poo-poo it, but it's like, you got Gabe Benson who's like on a, two, he's making like, barely two and a half, three million dollars, like a year, like he, you have guys who are undrafted that are exceeding expectations, and they're playing for something.
3: The
1: culture they got. Whereas, yeah,
3: I never, I always, and you remember this. I always asked the question. What's the fascination with Thibodeau, though? What, what, what? Why is it like, oh, Tibbs is? Why, why? But yet and still, you question, and not you, but people question his coaching ability at times and his adjustments, and all. But yet and still, he was the right guy for the job, and he's the tough guy that you need. What, what is
2: it? Is it that? He fits a New York culture,
3: so to speak. Look, I
2: I love Tibbs Key. Like, you know, I've heard that the the common theme with Tibbs is that he wears people down over time, right? It's the style of play, the tough-no style. Like, look at some of the veteran teams, right? Like, that that kick it up a gear when you get into playoffs. And I think for younger teams to build the foundation – of how you play night in and night out in the league. And I know callers, please call in because you're going to tell me I'm wrong. Oh, we're asking too much for guys to play hard every single night. But how, night. Come? And, but how you know, come? Back in the 80s, they played hard. Every, like, back in the 80s. Well, we play basketball <laughs> 24-7, 365. Like, there are ways you ramp up the season where Tibbs is just always ramped. And, they, and, and his
1: teams always look gassed in you, the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. And,
2: and granted, this is why I just go back to my Julius Randle comic key. So Emmanuel quickly is not there, right? Like, there's a reason why, when you look at bench points, Miami has scored 116 bench points to Miami's 62, right? I mean, Miami's 116 to the Knicks, 62. But if you're telling me, hey, we got one of our guys who's not going to play, Key, I'm taking way more than 13 shots, big boy. Mm. Like, if I'm that dude, like, if I have 11 shots at the half and I know I need to be uber aggressive in the second half – I'm going to have 25, 30 shots in this game. It's not even a question, Key. Not even a question. I'm not going to have two shots in the second half. So so people, you when asked hot calls,
1: and I, I believe that a lot of people, I know a lot of people are on the line. Let me make a bold prediction. I don't think people are going to be uh, really hot to talk about the Knicks and Heat this morning. <laughs> My prediction is people will be hot to talk about the Lakers and LeBron James, the most glamorous and best franchise in basketball history, Against Steph Curry and the Warriors, the dominant franchise of this era, and what went down last night in a nail biter of a game eh, that gave no the Lakers biting. a 3 1 lead. Yeah, it was. No, it went no, back and no, forth. Look,
3: no nail biting. We took Steph care of it. Steph Curry had my, a shot to tie the game. Walker,
1: I found the him. Walker, the fourth quarter, no doubt. All right. Your calls. Plus, what's wrong with the Warriors? 888 say ESPN.
5: designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike.
1: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.
2: G Sean, Jay Will, and Max. What a junkyard, backyard mentality for the Lakers to win this game. I don't think this series is over. I think it's going to take one hell of a knockout punch to knock out the defending champions, especially when they're going back home.
1: I've never heard that one before. Junkyard, backyard. Oh, a lot junkyard of times the junkyard's backyard. in the backyard. Let's That's be right. That's what I'm saying. Where are you going to put the junkyard? In the front yard? You in know, the, in back the backyard? backyard. There you go. Keep the junk in the backyard. In the trenches, man. <laughs> yard sale you could do in the front yard junkyard, backyard, backyard. KJM ESPN Radio presented by Progressive oh, a Insurance day. a lot a day, of people want to talk about the action from last night Heat and Lakers go up 3-1 on the Knicks and Warriors respectively James in Cleveland, you're on Keyshawn J. willem x
6: How y'all doing guys this morning? What's, going on, What's good man? Now look I'm from Cleveland, right? Okay, so I've been watching LeBron ever since high school days, okay? I actually went to a game. We played the old Gunnery, and that's called Rock and nurge Rock and Lynch, okay? Now, look, this is my whole point. LeBron is not going to lose to Seth Curry right now. Now, Jay, Will, this is for you. You a dupe guy. I still got your Bulls Jay Will, Okay? Watch you a long time, guys. Stop being a Laker hater. LeBron in six. I hang up and listen to the call.
1: Um. Okay. He believes the Lakers will win in six. What?
5: Games.
2: But like, if you, but can we just stop with the dumb hater stuff? <laughs> like, it's just stupid and it's lazy. It's lame. But wait, you two do that to me. Well,
1: no. We if I it. ask a question, you guys, oh, you know, I'm hating. I'm just asking the question.
3: I've never called you a hater. That's you know, that's true, but are you insinuate. Conscience. That's that's you. You feel that way. I've never Ma- said yeah, you hater. Maybe I'm a little the busted there, yeah. yeah, yeah, but maybe that's still, on you. Yeah, maybe I could you be a, you a little bit busted there. Go ahead, Jay.
1: I, I literally, if you Google my telling name, telling myself a little bit. Go ahead. You,
2: if you Google Jay Williams, Lakers can win a championship. Like two months ago, I said that, and be like, you're crazy.
3: You, yeah, you, you.
2: Well, you. also, key. Like, welcome to basketball. Welcome to sports. it's about matchups, key. So I get. thought I thought Golden State was a bad matchup. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, sure. I, but by the way, I'm getting proved wrong. No, I don't like, think you are. I think but, the Lakers but, are coming
1: but, up but, big. The Lakers but, are playing
2: like by the way, a team that had a lot of pieces moved by the trade deadline. Stop
3: being sensitive I'm not being sensitive I'm explaining myself. You don't have to frame in. it being sensitive. I'm
2: explaining myself. Yeah, a little of both. Go ahead. Well, that's your interpretation. I can have my own. It is. Ooh, what happened this is, morning?
3: Yeah, he's like he, Man, you, when J- the guy says, when Guys. the guy says Jay's going like 2 people hours people sleep. Just, when this when week, people, people are lazy with I'm narrative driven sensitive about something, it's okay. But when I say you're being sensitive, I'm framing it. I'm not framing it. I'm just saying when you say something People are listening, Jason. What did I say, Joe? You said before, throughout the course, of, before the season, throughout the course of the season, the Lakers are not going to do this. The Lakers are they not going to They weren't, Key. Hold were, on. Let me, you let guys me were finish. in 13th place no, before I the understand. trade deadline. And then I'm
2: all of a sudden, gonna, wait, time out. Then I'm when the trade deadline came now. around, I'm we all said, real Rob Pelinka did one hell of a job. I, I, but I if, if you guys did not make that move, You'll be
3: nowhere close to the problem with be call, being I called sensitive
1: say, is anything you do just proves that you're being sensitive. Go ahead, Stop. Key. Go I ahead. was
3: going to say, Jay. Then eventually, they started to get better. You said, I think they may have a shot. I don't know about these matchups. We'll see. It's okay. They hang on to what you say first because it's already embedded in their minds. It's already out there in the universe. They're listening to every single word. That's why you have to be very careful. Jay, you
1: know we love you.
2: Jay. So now I have to couch how I feel about every franchise in the certain NBA. Certain franchises. When, when, by the way, when they were crappy, when they weren't playing well at all, now I have to be sensitive or careful what I say.
1: No, you don't. But, just don't am But what Key is saying is you don't have to be careful. Just realize they just don't care when they say, oh, Jay, you said this and this and this. They don't care.
3: You're going to change idea. your mind and your opinion. That's, that's what it yeah. is. I thought Tua (laughs) stunk, and then eventually, oh, he's a pretty good quarterback.
1: Look what he's doing. Yeah, you're gonna gonna be wrong wrong about some stuff. New information. I I I quote. That's
3: what it is, Jay. Don't get me to look to the side. That's what it is,
1: Jay. I I quote Keynes all the time. The economist who said someone said, "Oh, you're flip flopped," Mm. and he said, "Yeah, when when new information comes comes about, I change change my mind." What do you do? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all we're saying. It's all. It's Okay. okay. Jay needs a hug got, this morning. You guys feel, you guys feel better, has, better now. You, you, you guys have have not, slept not slept in a long. Good. I can always tell when you haven't you slept. You I feel, feel good.
2: Good. I'm I'm
3: good. I felt good. I felt good. good for Getting my three hours smart. in it's last perfect. night, Jay. I What'd felt good getting my three hours in. That's, a, that's hours. right. Because I, when I'm watching the Lakers or anything that has to do with sports that are my teams, I have to finish the deal all the way to the end. I need to see post game comments. I need to see it all. That means I don't get any sleep. You'll know when I'm well-rested. That means we lost. It was over with in the second quarter. And you cut it off. Josh in
1: Los Angeles, you're on KJM. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about these Warriors, and I've been watching them for, you know, over a decade. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, these guys are looking gas. You know, they're not looking like they used to. They're not having these third-quarter runs where they're putting up 40 points in a quarter and just blowing out a team. You know, you stick around. Uh, two points at half, you're keeping it close, and they blow you on the third. I'm not seeing that energy in that second half, and and I'm and I think that's why they're they're getting beat. They're just uh, we're not talking about it. These guys are getting older. Yeah, Jay, by the way, Jay, you brought up earlier the fact that Steph especially has to carry so much of the load at his size. At the fourth quarter, he's tired.
2: Well, people are saying, well, oh, they're wearing down the legs of Steph. Well, actually, I would push back on that. It's like now, look, Clay has been volatile throughout this entire series, but one of the things that happens. A lot of Warriors fans throughout the course of the year always ask "Where? well, we need to go back to a higher volume of Steph pick and roll. I'm like, okay. Well, when you do that, there's a reaction. The trade-off. The reaction becomes that Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson become more spot-up shooters. You're, like, there's, you don't have the same continuity offense that you have when it's a high ball screen with Steph, Steph at a high pick and roll.
1: Until- so it takes
2: away. And, and, and by the way, Clay was doing things off the dribble within the offense But when you're not running our offense, he's not as deliberate and he's not as explosive.
1: RT in Oakland, you're on KJM. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, morning. How y'all doing? What's going on, RT? I can't hear you. What's going on, RT? Hello? (laughs) Uh
6: Uh-oh. Oh, man, a lot is going on, man. A lot of worries with these Warriors, man. uh we have to go back man and put this thing in context man like 2011 2012 you know when Mark Jackson was coaching this and Mark Jackson built this whole culture thing my thing is they got these hybrid players in there running around coach the coaching staff think they could just fit people in and 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 do the same thing that they did when they had to start winning the championships and, no, you can't just put anybody in there. So, now you you running down Steph Curry. You're running down Klay Thompson. You look at Draymond Green. He's out of breath the whole game because they're all exhausted. So, sure, I think Charles Barkley said this a few years ago that you live and die with that three, man. If you, you, you shooting a 30-foot 30, 30 uh, three-pointer, your chances of making that, you're going to lose. So, I put this on the the coaching staff, that culture, and what would what what would it look like if 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 uh what's his name Mark Jackson would be coaching right now? How would the team uh uh the elevation of the of, the, of that squad you see it with, with Kerr, but How would it be with Mark Jackson? Well, the,
1: the issue and with this, Mark Jackson about, was the offense is, was kind of stagnant. The team and has won four world championships. He one four titles. What are
2: we talk they revolutionized the game of basketball. <laughs> By the way, Jordan Poole had a donut last night. Steph had a thirty plus point triple double. And if he had made a couple more threes, they would have won the game. Yeah, let me give
1: Steph some credit right and clay now.
2: Clay hasn't even been playing well. So I
1: let me give Steph some credit. The reason I thought this was winnable for the Lakers, and it, it's a bad match if I get what you mean stylistically, Jay. But until and unless Clay becomes the clay of old, not just in you know a couple games here and there, but consistently that killer on both ends of the floor. Look at the roster, really. There's no, like, Wiggins is a nice player. Is he really an all-star caliber player? Not really. He's just a good starter. Same thing, you know, Clay is useful. Draymond can still do a lot of things. I don't see any stars on the team with the exception of Steph Curry. He's doing a lot. And that's one of the reasons I thought the Lakers could win. They got the, they got the second, you know, the the, the A.D. or LeBron, whoever you consider the second-best player, is a lot better than the second-best player on the Warriors, right? And they got a pretty good supporting cast with them now. Steph's doing a lot.
3: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not about to just sit up here and act like the Golden State Warriors and are not on the road. They are on the road, and we know what that looked like for them all season long. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to go back home. They play tomorrow night at the crib. Let's see if we still had the same conversation Thursday about what happened
1: Wednesday night. or or else the pressure's on L.A. to defend home court because it's like you don't want this going to a Game 7 on the road. Even though the title hasn't been settled this year, we're going to tell you who are the favorites to win it, to win it next year. not sure what I just said, but we'll talk about it. (laughs) Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
4: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
1: Real or not real here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max ESPN Radio is brought to you by Union Pacific. Get your career on track with Union Pacific Railroad. Apply at sports. Take it away, Nuno.
7: All right. Even though the finals hasn't been played and we don't know who's going to win, we like to look forward. And especially as a Knicks fan, and my season's over, I want to look forward. <laughs> so we're going to play real or not real NBA title contenders next year. The Warriors, <laughs> real or not real, they're NBA uh, title contenders next year.
2: I'll kick things off. I'll, I'll say real. Look, uh, I, I think Draymond Green is going to sign. Is actually going to opt into the last year of his deal for twenty-seven million dollars. Um, there are some questions around what this team decides to do with Clay Thompson. I think they'll bring Clay Thompson back. I actually think they'll give another shout-out running it back. I mean, at the end of the day, this team is still one of the best teams in the league, and I still see them contending for another year.
3: I'll say they're real. I, I think when you look at this team, the core is still intact. They still can play. Right now, it looks bleak because of what's happening to them sitting at 3-1. and one. Remember, they did lose these games on the road. So, I'm not going to just count them out this year, but I think next year bringing everybody back, they're certainly
1: contenders. Yes, they'll be contenders as long as Steph is there and Clay is healthy and Dre is there, they'll be contenders. As I've said many times in the past, like the Packers, what the Warriors have tried to do is thread the needle. Stay really good, like what the Packers did when they had Rodgers, they draft the young receivers. Stay really good and try to build for the future at the same time. They did, not, they did it successfully in that they're still a powerhouse, but not as successfully as they would like because Wiseman and Kaminga have not yet, at least in Kaminga's case, panned out to the extent that they would have liked, and they signed Poole to the big deal, et cetera. So, so that's where I am. Well, Wiseman's that. no longer on the team. Right, but okay, but I mean, Wiseman—
2: Moses Moody played okay. He played well last night. But
1: Wiseman was the number—was he the first or second overall pick? It was, you could just say top five. He was a top, I think, two pick— that year And yeah, was a guy. guy.
7: Well, they, they missed on that for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Next. All right. This one's probably going to be very easy, yes. easy as well. Yes. <laughs> real or not real, Key, the Lakers will be title
3: contenders next year. Absolutely. I think they'll be title contenders for the next several years. Um, I'm anticipating, forecasting that a guy that's not on the roster right now will be on the roster next year, and that young man is sitting somewhere either New York, L.A., or Dallas. You figure out who it is, but title contenders.
2: Yeah, look, man, I, the, the Lakers ran – LeBron, kudos to him, man. I, 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 beyond the roster construction, I just want to say this. You know, a lot of people chastise LeBron for going to Miami. But I, I think watching the way D. Wade enabled him to take over the franchise – Those are the same principles that you're watching LeBron James insert right now into how he's enabling AD to take over the franchise. And a lot of those journeys, those details of the journey, I think you're seeing LeBron James execute flawlessly right now.
1: Flawlessly. So LeBron is the player throughout history who could do the most with the least, right? He could take almost any group of guys and make them into legitimate title contenders most years. And that's less the case now, apparently, right? But you think it's just Palinka's brilliance at the trade deadline that has them in this situation? No, it's partly what you're talking about, I think, Jay, empowering AD, running the offense through him. But it's a a level of physicality and basketball IQ that has LeBron is really still maybe by the end of this season, we might look back and say that's still the guy you want before anyone else. When you look at the effect on the team, where they wind up, it's not an accident.
3: Rob is brilliant now. <laughs>
1: well, people are – I'm it's saying a, they're giving un- him
3: credit for un- the trade This unbelievable, though. Right? Six months ago, yeah, he he's was yeah. Get <laughs> yeah, rid of yeah. me. Why would they ever put him in this position? Move. And you just used the word brilliant. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: But, you know, but the point is, as I've said, i said, I don't think LeBron's the best player in the world anymore. But as you point out with Steph, like where does the franchise, not one-on-one, what does he do for the whole team? LeBron's team seemed to wind up in the title game, in the title series, winning the title, like more than you would expect, right? And maybe he does it again this year and next year.
4: And uh, the year after.
7: All right, and the year after that. And when uh, Bronny and I Bryce— I was about to and say, that, and when Bronny joins the year after and that. And Bryce and all that stuff, right? All right, real or not real, NBA title contenders next year. The New York Knicks— Sad, Jay. Not
2: real. Um, Came out like a shite. I,
7: I, I just look. I, I think Tibbs is a good coach.
2: I'm not sure he is a championship coach for this for this personnel. Um, I still think they need another big time yeah. score. And I, I don't. Julius Randle can't be the leader of this team. And I know it's Jalen Brunson's team, but like it, it feels like the jury's out on Julius Randle. The problem is, it feels like they're stuck with Julius Randle unless they can find a trade compensation for him. Um, but I still think there's some movement around the roster of this team to get to the next level, but they're not there yet.
3: Yeah, not, not real. They're certainly not there. I'm not as high on Tibbs as Jay is, but Jay knows a little bit more about the details of the basketball world than I do, but I just watch him from afar. doesn't seem like he gets the most out of his players like a guy
1: that he's going up against in Spoke. And yet, what you said, Jay, about he creates the culture that allows you to get to the next level, that may be the case. And the Knicks will come to a crossroads pretty soon. I don't think it'll be next year, but pretty soon, where if they make the right decisions and things break their way, they could be title contenders. That's not next year. They need, they need a bigger roster piece to do that, I think.
3: <gasps> been All right. saying that for about
7: 50 years. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> for exactly 50 years. All right. As a matter
7: the fact. Milwaukee B- uh, Bucks. Yeah, real or not real NBA title contenders next year. Jay, I, we'll start I, with you.
2: I mean, I'll say it's real just because it they're gonna have Giannis. Um I just don't know what the roster construction is here yet. Um Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, free agents, Drew Holiday talking like he doesn't want to play basketball anymore after two years. Uh we'll see. I know before I said I thought Nick Nurse was on line one, but I've been hearing a lot of rumblings around Ty Lu with the Clippers. Now, if they're able to get Ty Lue, if he's not happy with what's going on with Kawhi and that whole situation with injuries and the lack of communication in L.A., if Ty Lue is in Milwaukee, then I'll say they'll be title contenders.
3: I would say real because the Giannis. The Giannis effect does a lot for them um, regardless to – who you have around him, he could do a lot like a LeBron James. We saw that a couple years ago when he won the championship. Bad knee and all. wield him to victory. So I would say title contenders. Yeah,
1: I agree. You, you, once you have a two-way player like Giannis at his size and all the things he could do, you have to kind of mess it up not to at least be, can, you know, have a chance to be contenders every season.
7: For real. All right, let's, let's squeeze in one more. The Memphis Grizzlies, real or not real, that they will be NBA title contenders next year?
2: Uh, I'll say not real right now. I I still want to see what happens with Jalen Brown and some other pieces. Look, they have a lot of trade compensation, and Memphis is stacked in that direction. They obviously made it clear that Dylan Brooks is not coming back to this team. Having a veteran 3 and D guy on this roster I think could be monumental from a leadership perspective and a culture perspective. There's no doubt they are young and they are super talented – Steven Adams, Brandon Clark play this season. We already be having different results. So, that missing link, though, will determine whether they're a real title contender or not.
3: No, Dylan Brooks, not real. They need Dylan Brooks, Jay. It's not real. They need Dylan Brooks in their lineup. Okay, all right.
1: (laughs) I'm going to say it's not real until I see the following. I need to see Ja, who's my favorite player to watch, he's the most spectacular show in sports, along with Mahomes to me. I need to see him make his teammates better. So far, the team seems to function as well without him as with him. Not better without him, but that should never be, given how good he is. So let's see him elevate his teammates. And once he does that, they can win a championship.
3: Jay looked at me like I lost my damn mind. <laughs> Jay
1: like, huh? I said, huh? I said, huh?
2: <laughs> what do you mean, Ja <laughs> elevate his teammates?
1: You don't believe he's words, elevated his teammates? No. I think he, he, his presence, of course, you would think makes you better. But he's missed enough time now in his career, in the last two years, where the team has performed the same without him that should not be when you have a guy like Ja regular season who have those matchups been against so. but even in the playoffs they did okay they were doing about the same with him and without him Jay even that's why when I was like hey if they have Ja maybe they beat they the Warriors last year, but...
3: last year when he wasn't on the floor for the Warriors right? and they that? didn't have Stephen
1: Adams last year either he was out too okay yeah. you can make different correlations I'm saying I want to see you sometimes but, when a guy is a scorer like Ja and that's spectacular but you wanting to see it yeah. doesn't mean that he's not not but there's people. not evidence that that it exists when you take them out of the lineup. They don't. Their win loss doesn't suffer. It should. Should they got they?
3: run out of the building against they, the the Warriors? They've
1: won and lost with him and without him in the regular season and the playoffs at about the same clip. That's crazy. I, I don't remember, I remember them beating people, the Warriors last year without him. Better. What's
3: that key? I don't remember them beating the Warriors without
1: him. Last year we have to go look, but I. I I, don't, I, don't, I will look I don't, it up.
3: To, to my recollection,
1: the record is more or less the same with him and without him, but I'll, we'll look it up during the break. All right. Joe Mazula said something that Jay has Jay wondering why he would say it. Hmm. <laughs> KJM ESPN Radio.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're
5: traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
1: Keyshawn J. Willemacs, ESPN Radio. We are presented mm-hmm. by Progressive Insurance. Dun, 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 dun. Joe Mazzulla, Key J. Celtics head coach, at the post-game presser mm-hmm. or at the press conference. Listen to Joe Mazzulla. He's discussing <clears throat> the timeout that was not taken when the Sixers tied the series two-two. Listen to Mazzulla.
6: Hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have called it to help us get a two for one or get a couple more possessions. Um, and so, you know, obviously, with fourteen seconds left down one, you want to get as many chances as you can. So, you know, I'll definitely learn from that.
2: Why? 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 I, I I hear how he looks at it, but still, I mean, they had a legit chance. So, I mean, and also after the game, he defended the position of not calling a timeout because you have veterans on the floor who understand time and situation who have the experience. But then the day afterwards, now you question, I, I have no problem with Joe Mazzulla coming up with whatever reasoning. But like, I don't, I don't think he needs to all of a sudden rethink the strategy. Look, they, they had the personnel on the floor who had just been to the NBA championship. Like I said before, these guys have played together for a long time. It's not like we're talking about a team that's just been put together, Right. Uh, we're talking about a team that understands how to win games in the clutch. I don't know why you need to go back and say, "Well, now." Upon Is it possible he just review,
1: looked at film, talked to some people, and thought, "All right, sure. you know what?" He, and he just changed his yeah, mind about I it. Why keep
2: revisiting it? It's like almost like it's one of the themes that I'm starting to see with Joe, and I, I get it, but he doesn't need to prove himself to the media. Like it's this thing, like, coach. "What you guys? You guys don't want to talk about the adjustments I made." You guys don't want to talk about that? Okay, I'm going to get up and go. Whoa, Joe. Like, look, I get it. First-year head coach. People are going to challenge you in different ways. You don't need to give a damn about what any of them think. The only people that you need to worry about, what they think, are the people in that locker room that you're coaching daily. That's what matters the most. Provide cover for them. That's your job. Put them in situations to succeed. You don't have to prove anything to the media, and it feels like there's this tussle with the media about you know, questioning decisions, and now upon further review, I should have called a timeout. You don't have to pander to the media or to people. Focus on results. That's all that matters, but it seems like he's lost in a little bit of the sauce with the media and answer it to them. He doesn't need to do that.
1: Not so much that he changed his mind, but the way it's – the fact that he's making it public you – But he's seen the you- theme? Yeah. Like after
2: yeah. – I forget which game it was, Key, where he was like, what, you guys don't want to talk about the adjustments I made? It's like, why, why are you trying to talk to the media about the adjustments? Who cares if the media sees it or not? You will get credit when you guys win. Yeah, hard
1: win. to imagine Bill Parcells yeah, seen, a- answering mean, a question. First-year head right, right. coach, right.
2: right? Well, first of all, you're
3: dealing with a first-year coach. You're dealing with a young coach – who hasn't faced a lot of adversity. It's been a honeymoon ride, right? He started off hot. They gave him an extension, and they cooled off a little bit. Then they got hot again. They're rolling into the playoffs. So he has yet, Jay, to really be under the microscope at the level. So I'm sure some of that has factored into his questioning of the media and why they're not asking him certain questions because he made some adjustments, and he feels – he felt proud about it. and He wanted to be out there because he's a young coach, and you know when you're young, Jay, you you got rabbit ears, right? You're looking at everything, you reading everything, you hearing everything. So I'm sure some of that has played into it.
1: Stacy in Florida has something to say about this, Jay. Oh, Jay,
8: what's up, guys? First, what? I want to say go Heat, go Jimmy Butler, go mm-hmm. Bam Bam Bam, and then Stacy Bam was I, aggressive I last night, huh? Yes, yes. I want him to play like that every game. But uh, as it pertains to Coach Missoula, I don't have a problem with him not calling the late game timeout. You know, he has players out there that know what to do. My problem with Coach Missoula is he doesn't know how to use his challenges. When it comes down to the end of the game, he never has challenges. He uses it on a on Al Horford's third foul way too early, and then later when he needs it, he doesn't have it. I'm looking at the, boss, the Boston Celtics, and I'm like, if you take this same team and Coach Spo is coaching this team, that's a championship team. I, um, I just think Coach Missoula, he's a young coach, but you have a team that's ready to go to that next level. I think their next coach needs to be a coach. That can actually get them there. You can't have coaches' mistakes holding them back, and you can't have one or two. You got to have somebody like Coach Spo, who's a one in a million. There's no coach left in the playoffs that can out-coach him. But I just think that he uh, he has so much more to learn, Coach Missoula.
2: Of course, I mean, there's a reason why Marcus Smart said that. There's a, he called the offense random, like that is an open public shot at Joe Missoula, after game two. He said there's a lot of randomness
1: with our offense. Victor in the Bronx, you got about 40 seconds.
6: Okay. Uh, Good morning, fellas. So, um, my question is more on that Boston-Philly series. I was under the impression when uh, Milwaukee got eliminated, Boston was, you know, just trying to run through the East. But I believe it's something like they're underperforming. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. And second part of the question is, for Philly, since they already won two games, do you feel like, you know, if they don't win this year, what's the process of failure?
2: Jay? Well, I mean, you want to talk about when we come back off the top? We have like 20
1: seconds. I don't know if it's worthy of talking about it off the top. I think we should get back to Lakers-Warriors. Process of failure if they don't win this year, yes or no? Yes. And they're (laughs) underperforming in the playoffs so far this year, the Celtics, based on their up-and-down season? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes to both your questions. Victor in the Bronx, yes and yes. Here's some more questions. Is the Lakers series over? Can I answer that? Coming up, yes, indeed. Please answer it. 888-SAY-ESPN, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.